Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, baby, won't you come out tonight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are here. We are uh, queer. We're getting used to it. We are? Uh, sure. Everybody's a little queer. Can we... I have a request. Yeah. Can we give our update and then do the business? Why? Because I feel like it's very abrupt to just go right into the business. But it's get it out of the way and then start the show. I know, but... Not following. All right, fine. You're the one that puts so much business at top. You guys, I tried. Did they have people asked? No. No one's asked because they don't want that. (laughs) Uh, leave your Apple podcast reviews. Uh, Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves there. Lots of supportive people in a community that is far reaching and extending way past just my wife and I. Uh, you can also support this podcast at excellentadventure.com. That'll be uh, our website. There's resources there. Uh, and also a link to join our Patreon page so that you can support this very podcast. My wife is unemployed and I'm on hiatus. So 
What do you say, guys? Spare five bucks a month, that'll get you a bonus episode. Sure will. Think you can spare ten bucks a month, that'll get you two bonus episodes. I uh, don't know, that's a lot. Well, that's true. So, even if you're just listening, we appreciate you. Yep. But if you're patroning, we appreciate you slightly more. Yeah. So. Uh, our Twitter handle is excellentpod, and uh, you can email us, Matt and Dory and Dory uh, and Matt at gmail.com. Phone number is 413-461-BABY. Seems like a lot of people are using that phone number. We have some voicemails today, and that's great. Those are great. We love them. Keep them coming, everybody. You can also email us, as I previously told you. Uh, paperback contest is still going. You have uh, until midnight tomorrow. Uh, if you listen to this on Sunday night. Otherwise, you have till midnight tonight. You have till to you have till eleven fifty nine p.m. Pacific time on April the second. Okay, so get those entries in. Pre-order your book. That's start up a novel by Dory Shafrir, a paperback. Start up a novel, a paperback. You can do that at your book selling platform of choice. And you can email us a screen grab of your receipt. Yeah, email us a screen grab of your receipt. We will choose a winner at random and. You will win a signed copy of my hardcover plus Matt, my husband, yeah. Matt Myra, mm-hmm. will sign a Goldberg script and we will send them off in the mail to you. script for the episode that I believe airs this Wednesday. Amazing. So timely. So take a look. See what, see what happens when Barry and Erica decide to go to spring break. What? Okay. The end. Thanks okay. for joining us. We'll see you next week. Wait, what? Uh, we're talking to Dr. Beck on Thursday. That's our update. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, you can elaborate. I mean, you wrote you wrote you wrote the update down. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's like a prompt for us to talk about stuff. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why she's talking to us. I don't know anything about it. Because so I was hoping you could fill me and the audience in. I emailed her uh-huh. and I said, hey, can we jump on the phone to talk about next steps? Okay. And I just assumed she would like give me a call and we'd talk for a few minutes, but it turned into like a, let me schedule you with my coordinator for a half hour phone call next week. It'd be easier just for us to go there. <laughs> Although, I feel like if we go there, they're going to be like, that will be $500. I feel like this phone call will not be cheap. I feel like she should call us and not charge us. Well, we're going to find out those next steps, everybody. Next we, steps. We haven't smoked in a month or so. Well, three. I don't know how many. How long has it been? Almost a month. Almost a month. Um, so that's going. You're less stressed. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying my time not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Much to my wife's chagrin. She's just never met anyone who can do nothing as well as I can. That's That might be accurate, actually. Yeah. I, I, I thrive. And, and uh, just really, truly become my best self when I'm not leaving my home. And not doing anything. You become a self. I don't know if it's your best self. I become my happiest self. Well, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think we can also talk to her about the TESE procedure. Okay. I mean, I would like to talk to her about that. Okay. How are you feeling about that? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. All right, great. To this point, it's like, who gives a shit? I know. Whatever. I think we should do it. I feel like that's our best. You're just jumping on the bandwagon of we should do it? Yeah. Well, then why did I quit smoking? So your sperm would improve. But if we're just going to go into my balls anyway. Okay, it'll be better. This is ridiculous, guys. I've been bamboozled. No, you haven't. I, no bamboozling was done. I don't want to be... Whatever. We're, we're just do it, guys. That's what we're going to do here on this podcast. We're going to do We're going to do it live on the podcast. Whatever it takes. We'll get a biopsy <laughs> of my testicles. And then... Uh, Okay. All right. What's next? Great. Should we talk about Disney World? Did we already talk about it? No, we didn't already talk about it. We talked about it on the Patreon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, We went to the happiest place on earth. Mm -hmm. Well, that's Disneyland, technically. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, So is Disney World like the second happiest place on earth? I don't know what Disney World's tagline is, um, but. The second happiest place on earth doesn't really roll off the tongue. Well, yeah. We went there. We went for too many days, everybody. Should have been four days. I think you can. I think you can essentially knock out everything you need to knock out for in four days. I agree. At the theme park, if you, I mean, if you really want to get aggressive, you could probably do three. Oh yeah, for sure. I, the key, I think, is to as soon as you can book your fast passes, book them and book them for early in the day. Yeah. And then if you knock out three, then you can just start book them later. Yep. And the beauty of staying close to the magic kingdom we stayed at the contemporary um you can walk to the magic kingdom it's that's a game changer for me i mean by day four i was like oh this is my life now yeah i live here now yeah here at disney world really started to feel like that yeah but also it like pulled took the pressure off we're like we didn't feel like we had to stay at the park to get anything in we were just like meh that's true um but uh we also had we should share our revelation with everyone what is it our revelation about um how kids are annoying sometimes yes and that we should just try to appreciate being at disneyland our time world rather our time without kids as much as we can really just made me pretty excited not to have children (laughs) (laughs) seeing the tantrums the dragging around of people, the carrying. I was carrying two uh, children for a lot of the day. It was a lot. Yeah. Kids are a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like, there's the whole thing of, like, you know, think about, like, having to get them back for a nap or having to get them back for uh, bedtime and then, like, you're stuck in the room at, like, eight. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. So... Really, it was good. The other revelation is there's this uh, Disney food blog online. You know, they have a YouTube channel. And uh, this woman, AJ, runs it. And she... um, And before we went, we watched a lot of their videos. I watched almost all of them. And I watched a bunch of them. And we were, like, excited to try all the things that she was recommending. I don't know that we were actually excited to try. Because everything that was her favorite thing, we were like, Yeah, we did. Even beforehand, we were like, hmm, that doesn't look so good. Uh Uh-huh. 
and then we got there. Well, listen, I will throw down with her any day because her food choices are fucking insane. <laughs> the I think the firecracker shrimp was the that was the that was, was the, the real <laughs> that was the real like. Is she eating the same food? Needle in the balls. And that was what that, that was. That was a real needle in the balls. And someone said, no, she's not eating the same food that they know when they're coming in and well, they prepare our friend Kelly different food. used to work at the California Grill up at the Contemporary. Um, Kelly and Kevin, they, uh, they're in uh, Massachusetts because IVF is free there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they were down in Florida with us. Um, and she was telling us that they, the Disney restaurants know when all these Disney food bloggy people are coming in. So they get a little, they probably get a little more care in their meal. That being said, this Yak and Yeti <laughs> restaurant <laughs> in Animal Kingdom. Okay. Let me just, let me just break it down for you. They set the scene for us, honey. Well, they're like, you got to get this firecracker shrimp, everybody. This firecracker, it's on like three different lists of theirs. <laughs> Best things to eat at Animal Kingdom best dishes in the park all of the parks like so we go make the reservation we go in and i'm like okay i'm very confused is this place filthy on purpose like is it imagineering to make this look like an outpost near mount everest i don't know uh and then we sit down the wait staff was uh, very nice and uh, we're looking at the appetizers, and I'm like, I, well, I guess I got to do this. I got to get this firecracker shrimp. I order the firecracker shrimp. Dory's like, why'd you order that? You didn't even talk to me. I was like, it's the one thing they say you have to order. And then I decide that because I'm getting this firecracker shrimp appetizer, I'm like, you know, I'll just get a house fried rice for the meal. Because I was like, I can't like throw down a thing of Korean beef and then like... You and know. the portions looked big. They looked enormous. It was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. So this firecracker shrimp comes out and it is like, I'm trying to describe <laughs> First of this. all, it was, it was the small, cheap shrimp. It was the smallest shrimp I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like the shrimp that would come in a can. Yeah. Or like, it's like, it was so bizarre. So the shrimp that is so small to begin with, they then bread, they coat it and then bread it and then fry it. And then they covered it. Like I'm talking smothered, it. smothered. I would say smothered. And essentially, I think just what is sriracha mayo. Yes, I think that is exactly what it is. It was like <laughs> it was disgusting. It was disgusting, <laughs> and it was 17 bucks, I think, for this tiny, tiny shrimp. Uh-huh. And then this house fried rice comes out, which was a welcome surprise. I've never heard them mention this, but it's like a fuck ton of rice, and it was actually pretty good. And it was good. And guess what? Shrimp was in it. The same shrimp that they fucking battered and firecracker shrimp. I bet if I pulled all the shrimp out of that rice, it would have been twice as much shrimp that was in the firecracker shrimp. In the fried rice, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It also, like, they weren't they weren't even breaded and fried well. No. The whole thing was a disaster. Swing and a miss. So, yeah. so then, like, the, she's like, this dessert you got to try. This Main Street ice cream parlor will make a cookie sandwich a ice cream sandwich with two fresh cookies so i was like all right well i'll try that it's at night we're waiting in line for a long it's probably the longest line we waited in yeah um we get there i order it i'm like can i get blah blah blah, chocolate sauce on the side 
And she the, so you know, you order with one person and then another another Disney worker, uh, another Disney cast member will uh do the actual preparation of the food and then they just she hands this giant ice cream sandwich to me in a bowl. There's no more space in the bowl because this ice cream sandwich is now in a bowl and she pours the hot fudge on top of the whole thing. So it's like starting to spill out of the bowl. It was and then we get to sit down and eat it and it was fucking awful. Yeah. It was terrible. Anyway, <sighs> what else did I hate that she recommended? Everything. Except so here's the thing. They'll tell you like the best places to get breakfast. And they never fucking say Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary. Like, they're like, oh, Hana at the Polynesian. We love their fucking bread pudding that's filled with mangoes. Like, whatever the fuck it is that they love. This cream cheese frosting that they coat everything they love in is the best. cream cheese frosting. Also, uh, get a cinnamon roll. And, and then here's my more secret. Icing. Tell them to take it in the back and add double the fucking icing. It's like, what are you doing? Your, your tooth is far too sweet for me. And that's saying a lot because I feel like you have, I have a, a very sweet tooth. Sweet tooth. I, listen, I'm a I'm a I'm a man who enjoys his cake, but this. What was I just talking about? What was the ang- thing I was getting angry about? Uh, oh, Chef the fact Mickey's. that they never recommend check. So we go the last meal of of the trip essentially is the breakfast uh, character breakfast at Chef Mickey's. It's a character buffet. It's the freshest breakfast buffet i've ever been to in my life yeah it was actually quite good it was delicious yeah everything there was good and the characters came around my one complaint about this whole about the chef mickey thing was that the uh, cheesy potatoes were a little salty the end everything else was delicious like yeah, yeah. I, I, it was very confusing unbelievable so that's our recommendation if you're gonna go to Disney World anytime soon. You want to know where to eat? Chef Mickey's. Get a breakfast reservation. <laughs> Chef Mickey's, do it early because, quite frankly, they book up very fast. Yeah, especially if you have a large group. There were a lot of large groups. There were like a lot of like, it was like there eating. It was like a cheerleader. Did feel like we were there. eating on a cruise ship? Yes. And even though I've never eaten on a cruise ship, I felt like we were eating on a cruise ship. Or in like a high school, junior high school cafeteria, maybe. Yeah. Well, it was great. Listen, the characters came around. Yeah, they were so nice. We saw them in like, I think. We were done in like 40 minutes, right? Yeah, they came around real fast. They came around immediately. We took our picture with everybody. Yep. And uh, and that was that. Yeah. Yep. So, and we met one egghead in the park in Disney Hollywood oh, yeah. Studios. Um, and she uh, had a child with her. And we asked if we could steal it. And it wasn't hers. And she was willing to let the baby we go. Sh- we should have taken the Should have taken up on it. Yeah. Um, but she was very nice. Yeah, so... Hi, Egghead. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the that was the trip. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Nothing else that I ate was good. Right? Oh, you know the croque madame. Oh no, the croque monsieur at um, be our guest. Be our guest was pretty good. It wasn't great. It was pretty good. Hmm. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Cream cheese pretzel, awful. The cream cheese filled, filled pretzel at Disney World, not nearly as good as the one at Disneyland. I agree. I don't think it was awful, but I, it was not as good as Disneyland. Oh, I thought it was the worst pretzel I've ever eaten. You know what I enjoyed? What? The um, Olaf frozen fruit bar. <laughs> oh, your prepackaged frozen fruit uh-huh. bar that had Olaf on it? Yep. Sure. I got like 
I got one almost every day. And it was very um, good. Yeah, I mean, I should have gotten just a fucking ice cream Mickey. Yeah. You know, those are great. Those I are probably, always great. It probably would have been better. Uh, I didn't get a churro because every time I've had churros at Disneyland World, it's like, oh, these aren't nearly as good as Disneyland's churros. Well, that's not that surprising. But the food, uh, you know. Oh, what else did I get? I got this weird like tater tot covered in buffalo shit. Like, uh, remember? Like, oh, fryer yeah. Tux. Oh, and no, a hot dog. You liked the um, Cheshire Cat. I liked the Cheshire Cat tail. Tail. That is AJ's newest discovery. <laughs> and uh, it's the only thing she's right about so far. <laughs> Uh, well, this concludes our review of Disney food blog. Disney food blogs recommendations. If you want a real record, I like desperately. Like I feel like they've never eaten at an actual restaurant. I agree. I feel like they've never been outside of Disney. Mm-hmm. They don't know what food tastes like when it's not prepared for fifty thousand people. No, and and they have a weird thing with icing. She loves a cream cheese frosting. And look, I love a cream cheese and frosting. And an icing on a on it's a my favorite. Roll. It's my favorite frosting. But I feel like she she went overboard. Well, I think we all learned something over that trip. Um. All right. So all right. What's on the agenda? Well, we got a lot of feedback on my hobbies. Okay. Or lack thereof. Yep. We got a lot of recommendations. Um, I think the root of this is, guys, I would like a Dory to have a hobby because it would get her off my back. Because she'd be busy with her own hobby. Wow. Continue. That is so rude. How is that rude? You are so rude. If If you had a hobby and I had a hobby, we would both have hobbies. I have a lot to do i i do a lot of things yes it's just that my husband you guys here's the problem oh god here we go my husband doesn't actually enjoy spending time with me that's the problem the the real rub of this is that it's not that i don't enjoy spending time with dory it's that i just don't enjoy spending time with anyone (laughs) yeah so matt's ideal marriage looks like this Uh let's hear it he Lives in a house yep. with his wife yep. and his dog, uh-huh. and it's like a cozy, nice house. Yeah. Um, but he gets to do whatever he wants mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> Whether that's play video games, the play end. guitar, uh-huh. do various house projects that he enjoys. Um, I had to, there was a giant hole in the wall. I had to fix it. Yeah. So, oh, and you know, if he has to like watch a Star Trek episode or watch a James Bond movie, he'll do that too. I will. I'll do that for the podcasts that um, I do. I do many podcasts. And then for one hour a week, he'll do a podcast with his wife. I will. Yeah, I'll do that. Or if she does a James Bonding episode, then it's yeah. more hours. So that's pretty much Matt's ideal marriage. Are you? Th- By the way, I should be offended, but I'm just like, this is delightful sounding. This marriage sounds amazing. I know. Sign me up. That's what I'm saying. This is your ideal marriage. This sounds fantastic. This is your ideal marriage. Oh, I get to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Yeah, that's how you live. What a dream. Oh, boy. It seems great really seems great 
but that is your life. What's your ideal marriage, honey? Let's talk about that. Um, someone who enjoys spending time with me, doing mm-hmm. the things that I like to do. Like what? Like <laughs> going to the movies. This is her big thing, going to the movies. Like she has these theoretical movies that she wants to see. Um, going out to dinner. Heads up, everybody. I don't go to the movies very much, if at all. Going out to dinner. Uh, dinner, I, it's complicated. Having TV programs that we watch together, which we did at one point. We used to. We used to watch a MasterChef Junior, The Great Prophet, British Baking Show. Great British Bake Off. Bake Off. Yeah, I would like to have like... Bakers and fakers. I would no, like to have like our shows... Yeah, we don't have our shows. We don't have our shows because Matt refuses to watch. I really don't watch television. Television with me. Um, that that's uh, a mischaracterization. I don't really watch television. Okay, so you also don't watch it with me. Okay, but I think you should say the whole story. It's not like I'm, mm. it's not like I'm off. I'm sneaking episodes of Chopped in while you're not looking. Okay. Uh huh. Um. It just like it just goes on and on, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's draining. What the I feel like great it's, marriage we've built for I each other. I feel like it's like it's often like an uphill battle for you to what for me to try to get you to do stuff. Yes, I agree with that. And it's wholeheartedly. just it's just constant. Like anyway. <sighs> Sorry, everybody. You're the one who constantly wants to do stuff. That's the thing. You don't have days where you're like content to not do anything. Like you have days where you end up not doing anything, but you're never content about it. Yeah, that's just not my vibe. Like I just wish you would vibe on that once in a while. I do. Really, just just get into it. Well, you know what? I would sit around and watch TV all day, but I can't because my husband is playing video games all day. I'm thinking about a solution. I'm thinking about moving that into the into my office okay originally that's what i was gonna do with that tv that was up on that other wall i know that you gave away yeah um but you know i've been thinking about it like a, some sort of solution there mm-hmm. but you know what uh you have a tv in your uh, bedroom there it's lovely i do but i don't love watching tv in the bedroom mm-hmm. i might uh, here's the thing though i might have to get a bigger monitor which is not going to be fun for anybody. No. I don't know where the fuck I would put it. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, we are just the best people. So. If you can think of activities that Matt and Dory would like to do together, please let us know. I, I don't think they exist. <laughs> uh, we like walking. We do like walking. That's great. That's a fun activity mm-hmm. for me. I like walking. I like doing things with Bo. We used to like to go to the dog park together with Bo, but we can't do that anymore because Bo gets in fights. With dogs that aren't neutered. With dogs that, that aren't neutered. Okay, but they're there. So we can't do... That's an activity that we used to do together that we can't do anymore. Well, that's on him. I know, but I'm just saying that's upsetting to me. Yes. Well, you know, we should figure it out. We should figure out some activities. Like, it's not like you like... Like, we can't go, like, play tennis. No, we can't. Why would we do that? I'm just saying, How like, would we do that? activities. 
yeah. You I don't, mean, you we don't, tried to play miniature golf one time. You don't like to go to the beach? No, I don't. It's too far. Um, you don't like to go hiking? Uh, too hot, usually. It's usually too hot to hike. It's not, but okay. Um, you know, it's just like... I'm waiting. You you don't want to go camping? What? When are we going camping? Exactly. You don't want to go camping. I would go real camping. You would go glamping. There's a very no, big difference. I would go camping. All right. Then I will just start buying all of the supplies to go camping. All right. I don't know where we're camping. Where are we camping? Where do you camp around here? Uh, the forest. Oh, boy. Here we go. What about bears? <laughs> we we befriend them. Mm. I've been I've had bears brush up against my tent, and it is not a pleasant thing. Mm. I mean, I guess this is why people have kids. It gives them a shared task well that's Bo. yeah <laughs> guys if you can think of activities that i would like to do with my wife please let me know i mean here's the thing my wife doesn't like anything i like and that's upsetting to me and it always has been upsetting from the day i met her i was like man she doesn't like anything i like she doesn't like batman she doesn't i like- love batman that alarm clock it is what i bought when i was like a teenager because i love batman so much well, I what batman do you love posters. about batman he's so cool what's so cool about him he has a cool car. And well, well, how come you've never been like, I want to play this Arkham game that you're playing? Because I don't like PlayStation. <laughs> you've never read any of my... It's too intense. ...comics that are sitting over here. These, like, I have some really good compendium Batman stuff that you would probably enjoy if you actually like Batman. Oh, well, why didn't you tell me about them? They're right there. I told you. this. I was like, this, this is my favorite uh, Batman story. And I point to this thing. Okay. Well, I'll read them. You just rolled your eyes. Because you're not going to read. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is like, you know, uh, my love of like Frasier and Cheers. I like Frasier and Cheers. Uh-huh. And, what? Uh, no, now you're just being an asshole. You no, know what I'm it is? Not. You know what it is? Star Trek? No, you know what it is? Okay, I don't like Star Trek. But you know what it is? It's that I'm not obsessed with these things to the level that you are like i i like them but that's not enough for you well that's not because you're not a nerd right but you you knew that i know but as a nerd it's like very hard to really sit with the fact that like you don't actually obsess over anything except skincare and i don't even really obsess over it don't you though we're surrounded by here look at this what is this that Uh, was sent to me this is raw manuka honey it's a product of New Zealand. I don't know how you get unpasteurized New Zealand honey into this country, but whatever. I don't. It was mailed to me. Okay. Because now I do a podcast and people just mail me things. Okay. Well. But you're right. I am not a nerd. So it's you know it's we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. You have to you like just, understand you just that can't, side of the per, that side of my person. I fully understand that, but you, but you don't. My you don't understand the fact that I can like something without being obsessed with it. I know it is weird. You really don't get that. I don't get that people can like things without yeah. knowing everything about them. Right? Like I was like, I like Disney World, and you're like, No, you don't. And I was like, No, I do. I like it. I'm not obsessed with it. Yeah, for me, that's not like. <laughs> for you, that's you like the be, same as hating it. It's the same as like being nonchalantly like just nonplussed by everything i'm not nonplussed by it well it feels like you are Can no I, it's just i can't compete with your fervent level of obsession over things mm. yes you can someday 
Somewhere out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. James Bond, Star Trek, those things I really like and you don't care for them at all. I care for James Bond. You care for James Bond. You wouldn't even watch Casino Royale with me without closing your eyes through half of it. I was tired. Oh, and you're on the phone. When you watch things, you're on the phone. That's a big peeve of mine. Do I have any uh, any uh, gals or guys out there who agree with me on this whole watching a movie at home and someone else is on the phone the whole time when you're trying to show them something you really like? I bet that's probably very upsetting to you. You're right. I and will... you do that. I mean, not, here's the thing. You do that. You've done it enough, particularly early on in our relationship, that I was like, well, what's the fucking point? What's the point of watching a movie with you? But see... Like, it's like... But I feel like you don't understand that the way I operate is that I use like I I use Twitter as like a way of expressing what I'm watching. Like that's how I process things. Yeah, but you're not like you weren't tweeting about Casino Royale when we watched Casino Royale when I tried to show you my favorite James Bond movie. You okay. were just on the Internet. Okay. You haven't ever even seen Heather's or Pump of the Volume. Uh, this so, is true. Both are the both of those statements are correct. And if I said let's watch Heather's or Pump of the Bomb, you would say no. Well, I would say if I did watch it, I wouldn't be on my phone. Okay, that's a Matt Meyer promise. All right, but you're never going to watch it, so it doesn't matter. But it's like here's the thing, though. I could watch it with you and do that for you and not get on my phone but you would never return the favor that is not true it is it is so true it is not true and you then don't you're like you don't even you want to see like I, you don't want to give me the benefit of the doubt that's I wanna, the problem but I, don't, I but i know you so well that's the thing i know i know you can't even we can't even go for walks without you being on facebook it's crazy disneyland world whatever you were on your phone constantly Like, you can't, like, absorb the moment. I was absorbing a lot of moments. <laughs> Whilst also monitoring. And it's not like you were exactly well, ignoring I, your phone. Well, I, well, it's not like I was tweeting or anything. I was, like, Instagramming pictures of us and, like, the Disney. Uh-huh. And I was, too. I wasn't, I wasn't on Facebook ever. I wasn't looking anything up. Okay. Sure. Anyway. Other than, like, ride capacity. Guys, I think that Dory can't really deal with the fact that she actually might have a problem with how much she's on her phone. So now this is a referendum on how much I'm on my phone? No, this is a this is a referendum on things we both need to work on. Okay. Starring Matt and Dory. I will work on this. I All promise right. to work on it. Okay. And um, you don't seem to believe like me. You know, even last night we were walking down the street and I was like, watch the sidewalk. It's very uneven because I'd walked down that sidewalk a thousand times and I told you not to be on your phone, but you still were on your phone. It was crazy to me. I was not on my phone the whole walk. You weren't on your phone the whole walk, but like you were on the phone a lot of the walk. Okay. Don't okay me. You seem like you just did not realize this is a problem. I didn't realize it bothered you so much. 
it's not that it bothers me. Lights just flickered again. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you'd enjoy yourself a little bit more if you if you if you got out of the phone. All right. I think I'm still dealing with the residual. This is advice from someone who buries his head in a video game for 12 uh-huh. hours a day. But I think I'm also still dealing with the residual BuzzFeed needing to be on my phone all the time. Like that's just how I've been for the last six years. I know you can, but you can sort of like tuck it away. I know I'm trying to. Okay. I honestly, honestly, just as your husband, as an observer, you're on your phone three times as much now. Okay. I'm just saying just as an observer, just as an impartial observer. Okay. All right. Honey, it's time for a break. Great. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. 
Head over to bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, everybody, we're back. We've worked everything out. Yep. I'm doing so many activities and Dory hasn't been on her phone once. Yep. What a break that was. Yep. I'm really glad we had that talk. You don't seem to be glad that we had the talk. No, I'm thrilled. But are you? Don't yeah. you like to talk about things? I do. I think you, you you don't actually seem like you're happy about it. I just feel like you <laughs> don't like me. That's not true. You That's your like modus operandi. That's your thing you always say. That's how it feels. Yeah, well... I don't know how to show you that I do like you. Really? Really. <laughs> like, mm, the fact this that gets, I'm sitting here right now with you, I think that's, yeah. that's proof. This gets back to our love languages. Yeah. If you want to know my love language, listen to the Patreon episode where we did 10 of the same question over and over again. <laughs> Anyway, so listen, we're not going to bore you guys with more of this talk. We're going to get to what we talked about last week, some more emails, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> guys, we're talking hobbies. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm playing a voicemail. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hello, this is Tanya. This message is for Dory. And yep, I stopped the podcast in order to call. Nice. You were talking about potential hobbies, and I was thinking with your Forever 35 podcast, along with your desire to concoct things in the kitchen, maybe you could make like bath bombs, some homemade essential oil combinations and creams, or things like that. Find some recipes, put them together, give them as gifts. Anyway... I think that's a hobby that you could probably get into. Hope you guys are having a great day, and I will talk with you soon. Thank Bye. you, honey. What do you What do you say to that? I, do you want to? Do you want? You like an essential oil? Um. P.S. This is not a cue for anyone involved in an essential oil MLM to try to get me to buy your essential oils so please don't um if you're involved in multi-level marketing i hate to break it to you but you're in a pyramid scheme yep and 99 percent of you will not turn a profit but you know the one percent of you that do turn a hefty profit way to go yeah good my, job my mom's name is on the back of her car good job exploiting everyone under you <laughs> sells bags or something uh, um no, I don't. I sound loud. Uh, I turned everybody up because I couldn't hear me. Um, I don't hate that idea. The only issue is, as discussed previously, our kitchen is not uh, conducive to uh, baking, cooking, making potions. Um, and I just feel like it would 
cause the kitchen is not big enough for Bo, Dory, and I to stand in. Yeah. So and there's like no counter space. We don't have a dishwasher. Like I, I just, I feel like that hobby is going to have to wait until we have a different kitchen. But I don't hate that idea. Do you think you could see yourself making bath bombs and giving them to people? No. But I could see myself making like scrubs and giving them to people. Like things that doctors wear? No, like 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 um like body scrubs, like salt and sugar scrubs and face scrubs. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, well. Is this is this one of your nerdy things that I don't know about? Maybe. Oh. Um, keep the suggestions coming, people. We're going to find something well, for Dory. we have another one. You ready? Yep. Oh, hi. It's Mickey, the Bomba Lady. You know, the one. Yeah, anyway. Um, so you don't have to play this or play it, whatever. Too late, like, uh, we're, we're playing it, Mickey. For a hobby. I stopped the podcast. I'm a pod poser or whatever the term is. Um, coloring. I've gotten super duper into it. You can get coloring books of any topic. I just got a Star Trek The Next Generation one. Oh, I've seen that one, actually. Uh, You can go markers, colored pencils. It's a super cheap hobby. You can do it wherever, whenever. It's easy. It's awesome. Coloring. Do it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Honey, what do you think about the adult coloring book craze two years ago? You know who's into it? Who? Your mother, mother. right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you done it? Have you tried it? No. I, it's, um, you know, we have them in the writer's room. Well, we had them in the writer's room two years ago. And, you know, I colored some stuff. Did you use colored pencils or markers? Colored pencils. But I feel like you're artistic. Uh, it's coloring. It's not, no need to be artistic. I know. That, that I will be honest. Yeah. This does not appeal to me. <sighs> Well, you know, I tried. I know. Um, We heard from many other people with suggestions. I'm not going to read all of the full emails um, because we would be here for like literally days. Um, But I just wanted to say a few of these other suggestions. One of them was weaving. Like with a loom? Like with a loom. That seems like a, a size prohibitive. And no, it's actually, I guess they're small looms. But okay. the woman who emailed me with this suggestion also included some pictures of things she had made, which were very pretty. Wow. Like placemats and such. Um, someone suggested that I get really into dog training. There's apparently... Do you think that that's a thing you can (laughs) get into? There's like online courses you can take to dog train. To become a dog trainer? Yep. Honey, what do you think of that? (sighs) Do you think you've been bit by too many dogs to deal with that? No, I do like the idea of like learning how to train the dog, except that I feel like it would have to be something we do together because there's no point in me doing all this training... If you're just not going to do it. So you're saying we would have to be people who decided to move out to like a ranch and no. become dog trainers. No, I'm together. saying, I'm saying if we were going to try to like really train Bo to like do stuff, we would both have to do it together and we can't even do like the basic things together. So I don't think that's going to work. We are great dog parents. We don't walk in the same. Bo is very 
Yes, I know. But one of us has incidents. The other one doesn't. I don't have incidents. I don't know. All right. Someone else. A few people suggested embroidery, which is like needlepoint adjacent. (laughs) I don't hate that. Needlepoint adjacent. Um, These are all very similar things. These are all very um, colorful, artistic yeah. things that so, people are recommending. So Michelle suggested um, she she has now served over three hundred hours as a volunteer crisis counselor with a crisis text line. Oh wow! It is a t- free twenty four seven text line for people in crisis anywhere in the U.S. If you or your listeners are in crisis or want to learn more about using the service or about volunteering, they can read the full FAQ at crisistextline.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you do the volunteer shifts from your own couch, bed, or desk from your own computer, and you choose your own two-hour shifts. It's easy to work into schedules. Um, they just ask that you commit to 200 hours in your first year, which is about four hours a week after training. I've personally found volunteering with CTL a great way to feel like I'm part of a safety net for people in crisis and often put my own stresses in context. Interesting. I like that. I, that's a, that I, I did, I did go on volunteer match the other day and look for volunteer opportunities. And, um, one thing that I would like to do is like walk dogs at a shelter, but all of the available ones were very far away. Walk dogs. Oh, at a dog shelter. Yeah. I thought you meant like at a homeless shelter, walk their dogs. No. At a dog shelter. Uh, Okay. So, I don't know. I'm going to keep looking. You but don't then, have to. Well, then we got, we, got a, we got an interesting email from Marla that All I'm right. going to read. Marla, come at me. And this is addressed to Matt. Yep. Yes, this email is specifically for Matt. We did it. Stop hobby shaming Dory. No. Not everyone needs to have a hobby in their life. Dory is incredibly interesting. Yours is podcast listening and writing in. Without scrapbooking or perfecting a macaron recipe. Listening to that one. (laughs) She reads, writes, podcasts, loves Bo, likes to talk about serums, and is going through IVF on top of that. Why does she need to take up embroidery or collecting tchotchkes? And why can't any of her interests be considered hobbies? I think I'm extra sensitive to hobby talk because my husband is a lot like Matt, plays guitar, <laughs> banjo, and mandolin, builds exact replicas of model airplanes. I love that. Volunteers in restoring war birds. That's cool. Casually picked up 3D printing recently and is generally an overachiever, while I am more like Dory. I am interested in lots of things, but I don't have any specific hobbies to fill my time. Instead, as a freelance designer, I find that my work fills in all my free time gaps and designing often bleeds from work into pleasure, much like Dory with reading and writing. Marla, you get me. Life is full of interesting bits and things to do, and what we do in our free time doesn't need to fit so neatly into a hobby box. Okay, rant over. Love you guys. Disagree. And then we also heard from Crystal, who said, Hi, Matt and Dory. I stopped the podcast to write you a quick note about hobbies. It bugs me that only certain things are called hobbies. Okay. Why isn't binge watching television considered a hobby or trying out new restaurants or planning amazing vacations or hosting parties and game nights for your friends or having fun with your dog? I think game nights, that's a hobby. I would love to have game nights. 
I know, but we now we have a dog who doesn't like people. So it's like we can have game nights that are just Andy and Kate. <laughs> okay. Slowly we can get we more can people, add people into the game night. Yeah. Those activities take time, creativity, except maybe the binge watching and make people feel good. Isn't that the point of a hobby? I like to color and do paper crafts. I don't know what the point of a hobby is, actually. That's an interesting question. I think it's just something to that you get fulfillment out of. Is it really just to fill the time? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. So... Crystal says, I think you do have hobbies. They just aren't the traditional crafty, musician-y, collector kind. Ah. I'm so bad at crafts. That's a side note. But you're good at, like, restoring guitars. No, I'm not. I'm not res- I don't restore guitars. You're good at fixing things. Uh, I can fix some things, but I'm not, like, great at, like woodwork or um you know just i'm not like i'm not as adept as i'd like to be at things anyway Mm. so the last thing that i'm gonna i'm gonna read about hobbies is from melissa such a us oriented episode i love it she says i stopped the podcast this morning i'm officially a podcast stopper Dory was talking about picking up a hobby and it got me thinking, what do you do when IVF interrupts your hobby? I'm a runner, not fast or amazing by any means, but I run. Well, let me rephrase that. I used to run between egg retrieval and and two FETs. I've lost my groove. Also, I used to run with a local group. They were always training for specific events. So I'd get behind in the schedule and gradually stop going entirely. I miss it so much. It was a great stress reliever too. Any advice? Anyone else have a similar problem where IVF has interrupted their hobby? What do you do? Any sedentary hobbies I can pick up? Thanks for everything, Melissa. Melissa. Melissa, we just listed a whole bunch of hobbies. We did just list a whole bunch of hobbies. I have also been in this boat. Um, I mean, working out is like a thing I really enjoy doing. Would you call it? I used to love it. Would you call it a hobby? I don't know. But like... When IVF has really like messed that up, I feel like I'm only now getting really back into the groove and it's been, you know, a month and a half since the egg retrieval. I, um, I used to run. You used to work out a lot. I used to work out all the time. You could do that again, you know. I used to run three miles a day. Mm Mm-hmm. And then did a long eight eight mile on the Saturday. It's what a thing I, I used to do. Remember that, honey? Do you I, remember when I used to run? Yes, I do. I remember think when I would like go to New York and then do a three mile run around Central Park? I feel like you were happier. Just for funsies. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Yeah, I don't. I that is a this is another this is a question I think for everybody in the audience. Like, I don't know how to. I really don't know how to start back up doing anything at the gym. <sighs> I think it's you, always such a. I uh, think you need a trainer. It's such a mole. It's such a molehill. No, it feels like a mountain though. Rather, it does. It feels like you have to like climb back up. I think you need a trainer. I know, but who well maybe at the new gym you joined yeah maybe maybe i gotta figure that out maybe i go tomorrow maybe tomorrow's the day maybe it's monday you know you know what i think tomorrow is the day maybe monday anyway guys we'll figure that out we'll we'll tune in next week to see if i went to the gym on monday (laughs) um all right Moving on from so if hobbies. Has any advice for her to get back? Yeah, on the horse after IVF takes you off said horse. Yeah, it's I bet rough. you can't really horseback ride either. Ew, no, so jostly. Yeah. All right, this is from anonymous. Okay. Sending out the egg signal. Mm-hmm. Do any listeners have experience with PUL, pregnancy of unknown location? Hmm. I've been going through infertility treatments for about two years, including six. Uh, I feel like I have dry mouth. Can you read this? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, let's see. I've been going through fertility treatments for about two years, including six IUIs and gearing up for my first IVF cycle this spring. I keep getting delayed and messed up by getting a little bit pregnant. Turns out it's possible. Uh, I have HCG in my system at low levels that are slowly rising, not doubling, low progesterone, nothing visible in the uterus or anywhere on ultrasound. My doctor is very concerned that this could be an ectopic pregnancy, which she's uh, she keeps reminding me can be life-threatening. She's suggesting I get a shot of methotrexate, a cancer drug that stops fast, div- fast dividing cells and would effectively kill the rogue embryo that is implanted somewhere in my abdomen. However... If I get this shot, I won't be able to get pregnant for at least three months afterwards. I went through this exact scenario in July, and I'm frustrated to be here again. I've never heard of pregnancy of unknown location before having two of them. It's hard to get pregnant when you're already pregnant, weirdly enough. Have any listeners been through this, too? Um, all right, egg signal is out. I also seem to remember... This or something very similar coming up in the Facebook group. Uh, ectopic probably, so, or unknown origin. Uh, yeah, something along these lines. So anonymous, if you're not in the Facebook group, I would get yourself in there. Um, but yeah, if anyone else listening has experience with this, please mm. holler. Uh, sperm signal is out. I guess that's the egg signal. It's the egg signal. Uh, this is from Gita. Uh, Matt and Dory, I was interested slash surprised to hear you say on the episode last week that your doctor indicated a preference for fresh sperm over frozen. I did an IVF cycle at Cornell in November, and my doctor, Dr. Rosenwax, who considered... That's who our friend used. Uh, well, there you go. A pioneer uh, and leader in uh, the, the successfully used? Yes. That's the one that has the recent one. The one that's about to have a baby. Oh, my goodness. Also... She had been to many other doctors. Well, yes. to another doctor. And I think Dr. Beck trained with Rosenwax. This is going to be very interesting. We'll probably ask her on this week's call. 
specifically stated he prefers frozen as the strongest sperm survived the thaw. This is very interesting. Might be worth checking out. Love your show. Thanks, Gita. That's very interesting. Oh, boy. We oh are boy. we are going to have to ask Dr. Beck. We should see if Dr. Beck will allow us to record the call. I was just thinking that. And I then feel we like would have the... She uh, won't. No, of course not. <laughs> Why would she ever? Also, in California, that's a felony to record without... Um, no, of course you would consent. have to. Obviously, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if that we ever never... crossed anyone anyone's mind, you can't do it in California, right? You need. You can do it in New York. Fuck yeah, we should have done it. Let's call Doctor Rosenwax. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to play another voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Jenny. Um, I just started listening to your podcast recently. Um, so I'm way behind. I'm listening to episode 26, and I was really happy to hear a woman write an email about um, being overweight and feeling bad about that. I think she was Canadian. Um, and there's a lot of shame. I mean, God, there's a lot of shame in our culture around weight, but it goes double when you start infertility treatment because of all the stuff around how it's so much harder to get pregnant when you're overweight. And, you know, I'm in it right now. I'm so in it in the same place, and I think – you just have to remember that you're not a bad person. You didn't sabotage your fertility. If weight was an easy thing to fix, there would nobody would be overweight. It's not an easy thing to fix. You're doing the best you can. And millions of overweight people get pregnant all the time. It's not like you don't deserve to have a baby because you're overweight. So... Just start making better choices from here on out and let go of the shame of the past because feeling bad about being fat, nobody ever lost weight from that. So um, love the show. Thank you so much for doing it. It's been really helpful. Bye. Thank you for that. Feeling bad about losing, about being overweight is the only thing that motivates me to lose weight. You have a lot of self-loathing <laughs> that you really need to deal uh, with in therapy. And I hope that this is something that you talk about. No. Lately, it's been my parents. Mm. Okay. And my wife. <laughs> um, listen, similar topic here. Uh, this is from Julie. Hi, Matt. And, hey, Matt and Dory. I'm pulling a pause the podcast and email. I wanted to write in response to Matt's questions about trigger warnings in relation to food, diet, exercise related topics. I'm not a regular listener of Food Psych, the podcast you referenced, but I've listened to a couple of their episodes in the past and I'm involved in the anti-diet movement they promote. So I thought I could provide some context about these types of trigger warnings. I know it may seem trivial to bleep out the distance of a running race. But I, no one wins a 5K, by the way. It's not like they award okay, podium just, stands just, for... It's just, not a race. All right, just keep it's reading. Just a group activity. Okay, just. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think it makes more sense in context of who's listening to a podcast like that, which is specifically about challenging diet culture and focusing on intuitive eating instead of weight loss. You already referenced folks with eating disorders and exercise disorders. 
Uh, and as a survivor of an eating disorder myself, I can attest that hearing certain kinds of numbers can be triggering if they have had a hold on you psychologically. I trying to achieve a certain number causes you anxiety or physical harm. Uh, for some, it could be numbers like this related to exercise. For others, it could be numbers on the scale or calorie numbers. Mm. I'd love to get down to 233 pounds, everybody. That's the, that's the thing. Anyway, uh, and disordered eating is more common than you think, even among those who aren't officially diagnosed as having a specific eating disorder. Many folks in their healing journey with food have more success if they can avoid topics that trigger their disordered eating thought patterns, such as numbers that are associated with goals. That's why I think these types of trigger warnings exist, especially in a podcast like Food Psych that promotes healthy at every size which is a weight-neutral approach that has helped a lot of people, including myself, develop a happy, healthy relationship with food without a focus on the numbers. I hope this helps uh, provide some context, and I hope you give Food Psych another try. While I've only listened to a bit of it, I've heard great things from other listeners who feel that it has helped them with their own food healing journey. As always, thanks for your own wonderful podcast, which I'm a regular listener. Love, Julie. Thank you, Julie. That, that makes sense. What does? Her explanation of the trigger warnings on food psych. Yeah. I guess my question for this movement. Oh, boy. <laughs> maybe you just, maybe we should just move on. <laughs> All right. Okay. I do. I really have a, I have a lot of questions. I know. But I would like to talk what, to someone what? off I, air about it. I think, I think, you know what a, th- a thing that would be helpful, I think, for you? What? Is some sort of like group therapy around eating like an overeaters and yes yeah. i think you just like you have things that you don't even realize you've internalized so much uh-huh. and it would be helpful for you to talk them through with people who probably understand really well but my question for this movement of, okay here's another voice no now. no for the diet what <laughs> oh, is it fine. what is it called the uh not healthy at any size it's the um it's, there's a specific thing Reference uh, food psych podcast referred to. Food I'm so. I just had the phrase. It's in here somewhere. What is it? It's like listening to your. It's like eating. Intuitive eating. That's the word that I'm looking for. Uh, my question about intuitive eating. And this is probably defeats the entire purpose of intuitive eating okay do you lose weight while you're doing intuitive so eating? i have basically been practicing intuitive eating for the last few months okay i also stopped weighing myself okay um i have either stayed the same or lost weight just based on the way that my clothes fit okay and i think what like i haven't I haven't done like official reading on it, but what I've really just been trying to do is not restrict like a type of food that I eat. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like yeah. I'm not eating bread or whatever, okay. but I'm really trying to pay attention to when I am full and when I am hungry. I see. And if I'm hungry, I will eat. And if I'm full, I will not eat. And I will, I'm listening to the signals of my body when I eat a meal to say, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I don't need to clear my plate. You should probably push through, though, 
to the end. Oh, okay. So you don't feel great when you leave the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, see, that almost never happens to me anymore. Oh, see, I tend to not think of a successful meal as one that, unless it ends with me not wanting to eat for a day. Yeah, see. Remember my bachelor dinner? Yes. That's the fullest I've ever been in my life. I remember you came home and you said that. I felt so awful. Yeah. That I don't think I ate for a day and a half. Yeah, see, that is binging Pretty behavior. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> that is binge behavior. <laughs> so I don't follow. <laughs> so I'm just trying to... Anyway, Julie, thank you for the email. I'd love to talk more about it someday. Uh, okay. Continue with the voicemail. All right. Um, I think this is the voicemail where there's like a five-second pause in the beginning. She like cuts out, but then she comes back. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'll fill it. Uh, hi, Matt and Dory. I just <laughs> wanted to call. It um, has nothing to do with IVF. There we go. To start off. We're back. But I guess I don't understand how Matt cannot bathe every day because I'm a heavy set woman and I feel that I have to bathe every day because, you know, <laughs> you sweat in areas that normal people don't sweat. It's just. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, that's part that I recommend uh, daily showers. This is funny. Especially when you're on the chubby side. Um, second, Orlando water is horrible. Yeah. And it tastes terrible. Like, you can smell it coming out of the the shower. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be great. And the pressure is not great. So, you're right. That's true. We do need to get our shit together. Oh. <laughs> Am I not supposed to cuss? No, well, no. love your show. Unless and you I gave it up for Lent. It's great. And uh, she loves Forever 35 also. Thank you. That's a very funny. That was a very funny. I to thought me. you'd enjoy that. It really did tickle me. Uh, how can I not bathe every day? That's an interesting question. I have a similar question. Uh, not because of any weight issue. Just No, it's not every, cleanliness. It's not, um, it's not. Like, doesn't your butt feel dirty and swampy <laughs> uh, it's so funny um it's not that i don't first of all i'd like to dispel a couple of rumors right now it's not that i don't shower daily it's that you don't shower daily <laughs> hang on it's that when i'm on hiatus and i just sit at home all day i literally like don't i like will forget to shower mm -hmm. it's kind of delightful mm -hmm. i mean i shower in the morning on the way to work like mm -hmm. not on the way to work obviously i can't shower <laughs> while i'm driving but i shower you know when i'm working i shower every day yeah that's true when i you know and then when i work every day guess what i take showers constantly mm -hmm. um but you know on this hiatus situation i i don't know what to tell you i just really enjoy being a 12 year old i see that like it really just feels like i'm getting the childhood i finally deserve i'm like michael jackson ew i'm just trying to recapture my childhood ew trying to get a childhood that i never got ew what michael jackson what he like slept with little boys he just shared beds and they drank jesus juice None of the allegations were proven in a court of law. Honey. Okay. I choose to think that Michael 
was a-okay was a pure soul <laughs> was a pure soul who never had a childhood I, horribly abused i agree with that but that doesn't apply to you you had a lovely childhood disagree have you met my parents that's not nice just kidding mom you're listening <laughs> my mom wanted me to mention the star trek the next conversation facebook group in in this podcast she said on the podcast so i'm doing she probably that. meant on the star trek podcast i don't follow <laughs> <laughs> all right well for any crossover listeners <laughs> um should i read this um yeah uh this is from daphne hi matt and dory i've been watching through cheers for the first time and i had to bring this to your attention in an episode called king of the hill sam is playing in a softball game for charity against a team of playboy playmates and is being interviewed about it at the bar when asked how he feels about the game he says the following words surrounded by playboy playboy playmates we're looking at natural natural assets that will play havoc with the strike zone <laughs> the crossover made me laugh and I thought of you. So thank Aww. you. Thank you. Oh, the strike zone. Uh, is this the same email? No, it's the different email. Is it the same email? Did I paste the same email twice? No, this is Ron from Louisiana. Oh, okay. We're actually at our last email, which is good because well, we're running a little long, but go ahead. I was going to play another. Vo- we got a lot of voicemails Let's this play week. Play another voicemail. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. Uh, my name's Carrie. I'm calling from Los Angeles. I just paused the podcast in the middle of episode 77 where you're talking about the Scraggly Hair Club. So, little known fact, when you wash your hair every day, your body starts to believe that it's no longer going to receive any nutrition or oils for your scalp or your hair, which causes it to overproduce. Um, I know it would be a sucky couple of weeks, but if you can push it to every other day, I think you'd notice a pretty big difference. Anyway, have a good day. Oops. Hi. For me to not wash no, my hair? No, she was talking to me. Oh. <sighs> okay. First of all, I'm aware. Literally every single person is like, don't wash your hair every day. Don't wash your hair every day. It makes it greasier. It makes it greasier. <sighs> and I get it. And I did go for a couple days last week where I just like wet my hair. I didn't like shampoo it. But it's also like when you, when I work out, I have to wash my hair. And also just like my hair looks better when I wash it. Have you thought about just not actually washing your hair, but like just rinsing your hair? That's what I just said I did last week. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I can do that when I don't work out like intensely. Um but if I get really sweaty, it's it's just not going to happen. What are you looking at? The paint. Oh. Um he's literally watching paint dry. Well, I'm watch- I'm like annoyed. I'm like I think this this paint is dark and How do I do that now? I guess I could get a lighter coat and then... Oh, no. Just leave it. do it over. Who cares? Me cares. Me cares as Sue cares. All right. Honey, would you like to hear another voicemail or Ron from Louisiana? Mm, what does Bo think? Bo is not moving. Okay. Ron, it is. Uh, I heard you guys read my email in episode 76, and I thought... Uh, 
and thought I sent a reply, but lo and behold, it was in my draft folders. As far as the rivalry between me and Lex, <laughs> Lex wins. Lex wins hands down. Bigger truck, more training required, and his job is to drive. And driving is only part of my job. I spend between ten to twenty-five hours per week driving for work, but still listen on job sites through the headphones, so I'm able to consume 35 to 40 hours a week. I've been listening to James Bonding since episode 10, so hearing that Dory was going to be on was exciting. I'm a Bond fan and probably a bit of an outsider, as Pierce Brosnan is my favorite Bond. You are among friends here. I am a, I'm a Brosnan supporter. I love Pierce Brosnan. Well, there you go. Uh, I said that on... Remember we were talking about the most attractive Bond because you guys are all hot for Daniel Craig. We're hot for Daniel Craig as is. But I think, honestly, I do think that uh, Pierce Brosnan is the most handsome of the Bonds. He is dashing. I, I, I mean, come on. World is not enough. I was just watching for the, for the he podcast. He is so handsome. He's in the best shape of his life in that movie. I'm telling he you. He is. He's got little, little speckles of gray on the sides. Uh, it's, he's a fine specimen. I'll say. Oh, boy. Just thinking about him. <laughs> anyway, uh, I love the balance of humor and gadget. This leads me to my question for you guys. If any of the Bonds were to settle down and retire and decide to get married, assuming she survived past the reception, which incarnation would you actually see going through IVF and starting a family? One would assume that he has to be firing blanks after all the... Uh, oh, I think, of course, he's firing blanks. It's probably from getting hit in the ball so many times by... Uh, uh, Lashif. Mm. Uh, one would assume that he has a funny blanks. Never been mentioned of a love child. I would say Connery would be too proud, but Dalton might. Feel free uh, to put this to Matt Gorley as well. Um, I feel like I feel like Daniel Craig. His bond would settle down with with uh, this uh, Swan. Dr. Swan, mm. and they could do some IVF, but I feel like she's probably going to die pretty soon. Um, mm. Also, if Dory is looking for a hobby, why not take a page from the Matt book and mix it up a bit? Take up ukulele. <laughs> I have a uke in the corner if you want it. Uh, it's an easier interest, in, instrument to learn than guitar. Chord positions are similar. They're great sounding ukes uh, at good prices. <laughs> Bo's really inhaling there. Uh, she, he has an Ibanez acoustic electric uh, with a built-in tuner. A built-in tuner. Brand new from Guitar Center for only $150 on sale. I suggest going for a concert size. It gives you more room for your fingers to fret. Oh, I didn't even realize there were concert size ukuleles. Mm. That's, that's probably very close to a tenor guitar. I wonder if it's tuned like a tenor guitar. I have a lot of questions. Uh, it doesn't take up as much room as Matt's guitars. It's a breeze. You can learn on YouTube, huh? There's some good tutorials from the ukulele teacher. Anyway, <laughs> y'all have a great day. <laughs> Keep up the good fight for all your listeners. Thank you, Ron, from Louisiana. Thank you, Ron. Uh, honey? Yes, Guess dear. what? We have to read the names of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Okay, this is the first batch, as always. If you always. want to be a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. You can also find the info on our website. We appreciate you guys. Uh, I write the descriptions for all the episodes that go up over there, which is why I'm, they're not as uh, professional 
as Dory's. Anyway, we also have resolved. We say this every month, but we really are going to put them up earlier. We really, by the skin of our teeth, are getting these out. And uh, well, it's good though. They charge you on the first of the month, so those people that join this month that get charged in April, they they got those. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, there's an RSS feed, so the bonus episodes can go, they to go your straight podcatcher, to your app. And it's just boom. Another you get two more episodes of us every week, mm-hmm. every month. Good God. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so thank you to our patron supporters. If you support at the $5 level or above, you'll get a uh, name right on the podcast. That's great. More names coming next week. Here are some of the people who are great to us. Nora Grasham, Diane Martin, Melody Baltazar, Michael Jerrier, Angie James. How do you feel so far, honey? Do you feel good about these names? I feel like it's Garrier. I will never say every name right. <laughs> Josh Alvarez, Luke Evers, Hannah Crowder, Christina Turner, Frederick Roy, Layla Arshid, uh, Carolyn Land, Tara McElfrish, Christopher Finagy. Oh, I remember Christopher. Mm-hmm. Greg Watchorn, Emily Shapin, Aaron Gudge. Gudge. Yeah. Uh, Angel Rivera Third, Lauren Gleason, Julia, Amy, Evelyn. Uh, Schmevelin. Evelyn Schmevelin. <laughs> uh, Barrett Pope, Audrey Watson, Stephen Azar, Carrie Mills, Siri K. Gasky, Wendy Nielsen, uh, Linnea Thunsel, Catherine Simpson, Jennifer Floyd, Zulema Contreras. That's a good name. Zulema. Oh, I like it. Danielle Kohler, Stu, our landlord, we assume. <laughs> Ashley Cecil Lee, uh, Alec and Meredith Babel. Lex Conant. Lex. Uh, Sarah Rystad Long. Tara Robstead. Magana Pros. I'm sorry. Magana Prasad. Or Prasad? Prasad. You just made that up. You don't know. No, I knew a Chandra Prasad. Okay. Uh, Katrine Barison. Nicola Skidmore. Mary Buchika. Basica, Vesica. <laughs> Every time. Nicole Pandey. Uh, Mary Stark. Meryl Stark. There's no Mary Stark. Meryl Stark, of course. Uh, Kelsey Kinneman. Kate Cudlich. Martin Peterson. Uh, Christy McCallis. Chinami Worth. And Anne Real. Thank you all. Those are great names. Great and, names. Uh, we read them all. And I hope you enjoy hearing your name. If you don't, you can opt out yep. with, with the opt-out clause that yep. I've just invented. No, there is an opt-out clause. Oh, cool. Yep. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're sorry it was so much of us trying to work out us. Good luck out there in uh, attempted baby land. Bye. Bye.